Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like, and share it, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 8.52 a.m. East Coast time, Monday, October 7th, and I'm going to take a first look at the NFL Week 6 salaries. We're going to build a little bit of a, a lineup here, see what we can do in terms of more of a cash-based lineup. Kind of started this way a year ago, exactly, almost to the day. It might be to the day if I go back and look at the videos, but um, just a little bit inspired by Al Zeinfeld. Most of you probably know him. Great content over there on Al's channel and on his stream on Twitch. You can check him out. Um, but yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it this week for week six. We have a ton of buys, right? There's only 10 games this week, which as a content creator, it's nice. It feels it feels lighter, right? So welcome to the channel if you're new here. My name is Sal Vetri. I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and MLB streets. Right now, it's primarily the NFL with the NBA coming along, maybe a little golf along the way, but you know what I mean. So everybody, hit the subscribe button. I appreciate it. We're about to reach or we're approaching 12,000 subscribers. So I appreciate it. If you can hit the subscribe button, if you get any value from this video, my Monday night football video is up. If you're watching this before that game starts, if you're watching this tomorrow or later in the week on Tuesday, Wednesday, well then disregard that. Check out the Thursday night football video. I have a podcast, an audio version of this now. So if you're listening over on the podcast, what's up? If you can rate and review this podcast, five stars, preferably if you think it is five stars, I greatly appreciate that. Helps me reach more people in the audio streets. Figured that going a little bit podcast based would be, um, well, definitely is going to be good for exposure and just reaching more people who don't search on YouTube and it just want to listen at work or something like that. So you can check that out as well. Really appreciate it. Good five star review. We'll be giving away three more fantasy draft tickets this week. So three random podcast subscribers, three random podcast rate interviewers will be eligible for those three fantasy draft giveaways. So I appreciate that. That'll be a ticket to their main event. In the description below, there is exclusive content on my Patreon channel. I have a ton of stuff out already, a ton of snaps, a ton of uh, just in terms of just watching accelerated film and things like that. Notes put on there, interesting notes in terms of players missed on deep passes, touchdowns, callback, whatever it might be, as well as all the snaps, targets, touches, all of that so far to start the week. I'll have my Monday Night Football tiers up there as well. You can follow me on Twitter at SalVetriDFS. And if you're watching this before 1 p.m. on Monday or right after, I'll be on the Pat Mayo Experience this week at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can find that archived on Pat Mayo's podcast if you don't watch this in time. So it'll be there uh, to talk waivers, to talk what happened in week five and look forward to week six. So we're here. We're week six. All the housekeeping is out of the way. Stuff in the description you can check out if you want. Subscribe. I really appreciate that if you get value. Let's get into it, right? So we had a wild, wild week five. I mean, extremely wild when you're saying, what, four or five players went for over 40 fantasy points, two going for 50 burgers. You had a defense again going for 35 with the Eagles scoring two defensive touchdowns. Uh, in general, I think you had a dozen players score 30 plus fantasy points. And when that happens, yeah, you're damn sure, especially when a lot of it was chalk, you're damn sure that you're going to need a ton of points to cash in a lot of contests. I think a ton of double ups, you needed like 200 points compared to the Millie Maker where you needed 190. That's not often the case. So if you had the chalk, good for you. I had the chalk in enough places to have a, a good week, but not a fantastic week. Uh, and a lot of my three maxes, you had like two of the pieces when you needed three of them, right? A Michael Thomas and a Will Fuller lineup, but didn't have McCaffrey in that one. A Michael Thomas and a McCaffrey lineup, but didn't have Will Fuller, right? Things like that where it could have just exploded if you got the right pieces together. So hopefully you all had a good week five. Moving forward to week six, a uh, couple teams on by. Let's just start it out with the quarterback position. Um, interested also in the comments. Let me know what you guys are getting for first look lineups. Again, this is not my lineup. So if you're watching this and saying, oh, so later in the week, you change it. 
This is for fun. We're looking at the salaries, right? Don't take this too seriously. Don't come back to me next weekend and go, your first look lineup, I played and it lost. You probably are. I, I've done a good amount of analysis so far to this point for the week, but nowhere near as much as I will have done by Sunday. So quarterback, um, Patty Mahomes, 7,500. Look, he, he looked gimpy, right? He came up gimpy twice in this game with the ankle. Um, they end up losing to this game in Indy. Indy's defense, even without their two best players, Malik Hooker and Darius Leonard, still looks so solid. Like this zone defense, um, they have it down right. And the Chiefs run defense is just so, so bad. We saw Marlon Mack shred them apart. Uh, Jacoby Brissett turned into more of a game manager, as he should in that game when your running back is just dominating on the ground. But no real interest, honestly. Um, if he's playing, yeah, if he's going to be like 5% on in tournaments, get some exposure in cash. Yeah, no real interest for me there. Um, Lamar Jackson against Cincinnati. I mean, this is a fantastic spot. Do I pay up in cash often? Um, I personally do not. So I'm just not going to get here. Uh, so 6,900, I can just tell you right now, I'm probably not going to get here. In tournaments, I definitely will. I mean, the matchup is just so, so good. We saw Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray have a good game, and he's like as comparable to Lamar Jackson, as I would say, as anybody in the league, right? The rushing upside there. Lamar having another 60-plus yard rushing game uh, for the third time in four games. Just looking so, so good right now in terms of fantasy upside. Um, in this game, he lost Marquise Brown for a little while. And we saw for the past two weeks, if you take Marquise Brown away from him, the game comes very, it becomes very narrow, the game for them. So he was able to survive that in week four with just a garbage time touchdown. Um, and this past week, not so much for fantasy upside. But yeah, in cash, I'm not going to get there. Deshaun Watson, really good matchup against Kansas City. This is this seems to be shaping up as long as you do get, um, which I, I would expect him to be Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes healthy. It seems to be another just great game environment. We saw Texans had the best game environment with the Falcons this past week. It might be the same case looking at the early lines for this game. So uh, two defenses, especially in their secondary, that are either banged up or just not good. Uh, you also have just the Chiefs not good on the ground. So really good spot for overall fantasy points, it seems. He's definitely in play. Probably going to be playing tournaments. A little bit too expensive for cash, but it's not awful. Oh, this looks good. $6,500 Kyler Murray. So maybe a little bit expensive. Um, but I like it. I mean, the price point doesn't come up a ton. And look at this. He, he comes, he's coming off his best game. And I still don't think he's put it all together right now. Obviously, in three straight games, getting in on the ground, having a ton of points there. We saw him just go absolutely nuclear on the ground this last week in the fourth quarter, that drive when the game winning drive, um, breaking free for like a 25 plus yard run. He looked really good, or I think it was 24 exactly. He looked really good. I want him to put it together, though, on the ground, which, I mean, fantastic on the ground last week, 15 fantasy points out of his 25. But what happens when you see a Kyler Murray 250-yard, two-touchdown game, and you see him still getting on the ground for 60 yards? I mean, you're just going to see the 30-plus point fantasy upside that you're seeing out of Lamar Jackson a couple of these weeks, especially week one and then more so week two. Um, so I want to see it all together. It was so close this past week. If he just gets in the end zone through the air, um, that's kind of putting it all together for Kyler Murray. Now he gets a fantastic matchup against the Saints that uh, another or against the Falcons at another comparable type quarterback. They still don't have my man's picture up here. What's up with that? Another comparable quarterback in Deshaun Watson had a, a just a complete barn burner game with five touchdowns, right? So I'm going to put him in there, Kyler Murray, in a first look lineup just for now. But let's continue to look at quarterback. Um, Matt Ryan on the opposite side of this against a weak Arizona defense. We saw Andy Dalton in the second half start to get to that defense. And in general, players have. I mean, Matt Ryan's just going to continue to throw for 300 plus yards when his defense is that bad. And you have to continue to play from behind. Now, this team uh, has now lost three games in a row. Um, so this is a spot where I think that he's coming up by far the best game of the season because he actually got um, a touchdown on the ground as well. So that gives you some upside there. It's not a spot where I'm trying to get away from at least early in the week, but I just prefer a hundred dollars more Murray. You know, you have the more rushing upside and you probably have the better matchup there. Um, and both these lines are terrible in terms of Matt Ryan's line. I, he held up. So did Kyler Murray in, in last week's game, but both lines are still really battling injuries. Anything cheaper here. 
Um, Jimmy G versus the Rams, a secondary that has now become a little bit suspect at 5,700. That seems okay. We got the cops coming by behind us or the ambulance Monday morning. Somebody's Monday morning is just um, going to be terrible. Jeez, look at this. There it is. Somebody's morning is just awful right now. Andy Dalton against Baltimore. Baltimore secondary suspect, right? Um, Jimmy Smith continues to be out. Those splits continue to be bad, but maybe not the spot. Kirk Cousins, 5,200 against uh the Eagles. This is interesting. At home, too. So Kirk Cousins, by far the best game of the season for him. Finally hits a 300-yard bonus. Two touchdowns in the air. Uh, both to Thielen. They throw the ball around a little bit more. Diggs doesn't have a great game, but he had a couple plays. One play definitely called back about a 20-yard game. Dalvin Cook involved in the air. So in a game where you have Philly that is very stout against the run, albeit your running back is probably top two right there with Christian McCaffrey in the league so far, this seems like a good spot. So I might take Christian McCaffrey, or not Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kyler Murray out right now and put in Kirk Cousins in cash, which seems sketchy, uh, but this is probably as good of a matchup as it gets for a quarterback against a secondary. Like this Eagle secondary is just so, so banged up. Um, two cornerbacks down, another one week to week. So it looks like a fine spot right now. Um, probably going to be a really popular play at that cheap price point, I would imagine. Can they get right back to the run? Yeah, but they got back to the run this past week and he still had a good week. Um, and I imagine the Eagles will be able to stick to it and put up points. So that seems like a nice spot to get to actually. Cousins at 52. So let's go to running back. Top end, you have Zeke on the road against the Jets. Jets front, okay, not terrifying to me. Um, we saw Zeke kind of get a little bit limited, but it was really game flow. I think he only had 12 carries, got scripted out a little bit from the Packer game. Uh, still ends up getting in the end zone, though, having a fine week when you add a couple of receptions. Dalvin Cook against those Eagles. Look, if I'm going to go to his quarterback, I'm probably not going to get to Cook. Uh, I'm not worried about this in tournaments, though. Like, yes, the Eagles have been terrifying. But a better defensive line, and probably not by much, but the top two in the league are probably the Eagles and the Bears. Dalvin Cook was completely fine against the Bears because he's shown us now the last two weeks that he's completely game flow independent. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, oh yeah, sure. As I break my phone. Um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you a, a, a tough matchup. Or, hey, we'll throw the ball more. Sure. Six receptions and back-to-back games. 14 targets in two games. So the man that is just going for 100-plus yards. I mean, Dalvin Cook now has gone for 100-plus yards in four out of the five games. The only game he doesn't is against that very good Bears offensive line. Still scores a touchdown, right? Scored a touchdown so far every single week except this past one. And it seemed like he was tackled on the two-yard line uh, at least two or three times in that game. But the big thing was that Dalvin Cook got involved in the air against the Bears. When you're going to add 10 fantasy points in the air, and that's probably not his floor throughout the passing game in tough matchups, but when you're going to do that and you still put up 19 points in a very tough matchup, that's very respectable. Now, for cash purposes, I'm just not going to get there because um, I imagine there's better options and I'm getting his quarterback already. Don't want too much of that offense in a cash format. And also, like, he's 8,400. So if he was to get you 20, that's still good. Um, But if I'm paying up that much, like, I want the potential to see a 25-plus point game. Uh, Alvin Kamara uh, against Jacksonville seems fine. I mean, Kamara doesn't have a, this is crazy. Kamara doesn't have a nuclear game, still goes over a hundred yards, right? It's just so, so like, he's so quiet and so just good. Like this guy's not, obviously he's good, but he, he combines for 104 yards and nobody bats an eye, right? 22 total touches, six catches. Like if he gets in the end zone here, yeah, it's another smash Kamara week at low ownership. Um, he's just continuing to battle no matter who's the quarterback and that whole team really Sean Payton has them playing so, so good. Just such a good schemer. David Johnson, 7,600. I'm going to put this in against Atlanta. David Johnson, I think there's a back issue, right? Um, yeah, bad back during the game. So we have to track this because bad backs are not good, obviously, especially for a running back. We saw Chase Edmonds get the touchdown. We saw Chase Edmonds see a decent amount of work. Like, I was surprised how many snaps he was getting. So seeing that he has a back injury now, this makes sense. So we'll monitor this right now. I'll put him in there. I do like that price tag for the matchup on David Johnson. It seems like there's a lot of nice plays here. You have Nick Chubb at home against Seattle. Um, he's going to be playing tonight. If he stays healthy, he'll be in play, of course. You have Leonard Fournette's workload, which just continues to be nuclear. 27 touches total, four more catches, seven more targets for Leonard Fournette. The guy continues to run a ton of routes, goes over 100 yards for back-to-back games. Um, it's crazy. He has 333 yards 
in the past two games just on the ground alone his floor in the receiving game is just absolutely nuts I mean the worst game he's had in the receiving game so far this year is four fantasy points that's the worst game for Leonard Fournette in the receiving game are you kidding me this past week when he has 6.9 very nice 6.9 fantasy points that is his second worst game in the receiving game it's insane what this guy's overall production is so for cash sure at home against the Saints who shut down and have been shutting down some running games. We saw Zeke get shut down um, last week. We we saw just in, in general the Bucks get shut down, but no standout running back there. It's a it's a tough spot to want to get to, but the volume, you can tell me what, 20-plus touches, again, for Leonard Fournette, easy, probably 22-plus. It would be a low end there. Interesting spot, maybe we get to it. The price tag just not coming up fast enough, only $300 more. Um, at home, uh, Le'Veon Bell against Dallas. So we just saw Aaron Jones shred this run defense after we thought this run defense was good. We saw Saquon shred at week one, and then the run defense goes good for three weeks. Aaron Jones just does whatever he wants, 180 total yards, some involvement in the air, four touchdowns, career game, uh, record-breaking game for Aaron Jones against Dallas' defense. And now you get Le'Veon Bell at home with potentially, and this is the big piece, Sam Darnold coming back. Sam Darnold comes back, it opens up so much more. They can't just stack the box against Bell. They'll have more running ways. 6400 is too cheap of a price tag. This is the lowest price I think you'll see all season long on Le'Veon Bell. It's come down now $400 cheaper than last week. I kind of like that. Derrick Henry on the road against Denver. Look, Denver's defense, I know it got torched by Fournette, but when Derrick Wolf is in there, as he was this past week, although it limited a little bit, but he should be more healthy, it's a totally different run defense. I get it, Bradley Chubb's not there, but Derrick Wolf is just the heart and soul um, of that run stop. So not much interest in Henry. I like pass catching backs in my cash games. Wow, this is crazy. Joe Mixon's really 5,500 this week. Joe Mixon coming off of his first 100-yard game in terms of total yardage, 93 on the ground, 16 in the air. Uh, I was surprised to not see more passing work for him in a game where they trailed uh, for most of the game, end up losing in overtime. First win for the Cardinals um, season and that era, right, under Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. But Joe Mixon, I mean, this guy has seen now, what, uh, 19-plus touches in in two straight weeks, 17-plus touches in three straight weeks, really, since those last three weeks is when he's been fully healthy, you can say. Giovanni Bernard not factoring in too much. I know Mixon's point totals haven't been great, um, but he's right there in terms of just breaking free. He looks good on the ground. Like, they should have fed him more early on. He's just a touchdown away from having really good stat lines, right? So, Mixon at 5,500 against Baltimore. Baltimore's front is definitely scary. We saw Nick Chubb destroy them when they had injuries. And also, it's different. You can't really look at it and go, oh, well, Nick Chubb did good. No, Nick Chubb, his team ran in 12 personnel the whole game. So two tight ends blocking against uh, where they had one of their better run stoppers, Williams, the Ravens, out for that game. So it's just a total mismatch and and very beneficial for a running back. And then also three touchdowns. Um, The big one, of course, for Nick Chubb that week, but the two shorter ones. It's variant at that point in terms of him having a huge game. So um, Joe Mixon, obviously not the same offensive line. They end up losing a backup lineman in this game too. He came out early. So that's the concerns there. But man, is that a cheap price point in Joe Mixon? Anything below him and then we'll try to fit in somebody. I think I know who I want to get to. Nothing down here. Um, really no injuries to make anybody that viable. John Hilleman, who I don't think is the greatest of waiver pickups, but he's the only guy who on a Thursday night game against the Patriots, gross, um, might be viable as like a pickup. But Carson against Cleveland makes sense. I really, really like Joe Mixon's price point. Let's go with um, Le'Veon Bell, honestly. Look, I- I'm expecting and I'm going to do this as if Sam Darnold's coming back. If Sam Darnold's coming back, I mean, Le'Veon Bell running um, insane amount of routes. Even with a bye, he's still ranking like top six right now on routes run. That's one less game than all the guys above him. Uh, and it, like... The floor is so good for cash. Like, look at this floor. In two games with Luke Falk, who's been pretty much abysmal um, so far, you have a floor of 10 and 15.8 for cash. This price point is is sustaining 16 fantasy points. You get me 16 fantasy points at 64, I feel good about that. Now you might have Sam Donald back, which is going to move the ball, keep drives alive, more touches for Bell, more red zone touches for Bell. I do like that a lot. Uh, I'm actually really excited to play Le'Veon Bell now, uh, probably this week and get to some exposures and hoping Sam Donald is back. We'll see uh, how that goes. Um... Wide receiver now. Cool. 
We got to go up. Uh, Julio, most expensive. He's been shut down two straight weeks. I don't expect that to continue. There's like a ladybug over here. Oh my God, we got to free this ladybug. Get out of here. I didn't kill it. Don't worry. We're just kicking it away. Fly, little bug. I don't know. Do you fly? Sure. Um, Michael Thomas against Jacksonville. He'll move into the slot, probably avoid Ramsey if Ramsey's back for a good amount of that. Uh, we'll see though if he shadows him. Uh, not really interested in going too high up here. I, I do like Cooper Cup though. The 49ers have been getting, look, their secondary on the outside has been very good through a small sample of three weeks since they've had their bye. They play tonight, depending on when you're watching this. I don't know the result because I'm shooting this before the Monday night football game. But week one, Godwin goes for three catches, 53 yards and a touchdown. Week two, Tyler Boyd goes for 10, 122. Um, that's a very good fantasy game. 10 catches, 122 yards. And then week three, Juju, goes for three catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. What do those guys have in common? Well, they played the 49ers and their slot wide receivers. Well, Cooper Cup's a slot wide receiver, and he's going to play the 49ers. So his price tag's coming up a lot. But look, Keenan Allen, first three weeks, dominant. Last two weeks, shut down a little bit. Tough matchup. Um, week four, tough matchup last week, but shut down a little bit. In terms of Cup, he's been dominant, the most consistent slot wide receiver, more so than Keenan Allen, because uh, Keenan Allen shut down the last two weeks. Uh, Cup, not shut down the last two weeks. Uh, not so great week one, but still seven catches, I believe, 40-something yards week one. So Cup at 7,100, I kind of do want to fit this uh, if we can. I mean, I'm not just going to say, oh, it's going to slow down. He can't sustain it. I mean, he can't sustain what he's doing, but can he sustain against a team that's struggling and slot cornerbacks? Can he sustain seven catches for uh, 90 yards and seven catches for 90 yards, maybe a touchdown? Yeah, he can. And especially for cash, this guy's floor is insane. So 7,100, let's go there. Let me just plug in a cheap defense, right? Last week, the Steelers at 2,100 were completely fine at home. Um, Jets against Dallas, not something I want to get to. Any cheap defenses that look viable off the first crack? Jacksonville at home against Teddy Bridgewater. Eh, it seems decent, right? 2,200, especially if Ramsey's back. Um, Miami against Washington and what probably is Colt McCoy again, but we'll see a new head coach going to be in there with Jay Gruden fired. I think they made like their offensive lineman coach in term. I saw, saw quickly. I'm just going to put cheap defense. Let's just put Jacksonville. And if Jalen Ramsey's in, I feel decent about that, right? Um, so now we get 5,300 to spend. I'll plug in a tight end and then we'll finish out the rest. So tight ends quick. Travis Kelsey, probably too much for me in cash. I'm not going to get there, although fine for tournaments as always. Um, but he has been underperforming. He's been performing well. It's just like not getting in the end zone is the issue with Travis Kelsey right now. One touchdown on the year, not something you're used to through five games of the season. Zach Ertz at Minnesota. Look, Minnesota's not that has not been that great against tight ends. Um, we saw Darren Waller, 13 catches on 14 targets. Austin Hooper had a good game against them. Um, but yeah, Zach Ertz is in a fine matchup, 5,400. Price tag comes down $600 after having what Zach Ertz's um, best game of the year right there in terms of one of his best games, 16.7 compared to week two when he had 17.2. He's too cheap. Uh, George Kittle against the Rams. That secondary has been suspect. We'll see how Kittle does tonight. Austin Hooper, this might be the play. $5,000 Austin Hooper. Look, He's benefiting so much from this defense being bad and them having to come play from behind and defenses playing uh, in terms of like softer defenses, right? Not totally prevent, but softer defenses just means Mohamed Sanu, Austin Hooper's getting a ton of work. Austin Hooper's target share has just been insane so far. I mean, the least targets you've seen from this guy is a floor of six through the first five weeks. He's averaging close to uh, nine and a half targets per game right now. And now we get to match up against Arizona where, look, Tyler Eifert kind of sucked last week and I, I wasn't on Eifert, but there was a touchdown that was just missed from Andy Dalton to, to Tyler Eifert. So you would have had another touchdown against this team. Um, $5,000 is interesting. Let's plug him in there there, hit him in there. Uh, but I want uh, there's another guy I want to talk about too, guys. Will Disley, Cleveland against tight ends has not been that good. When they faced good tight ends, they have not been good. When they face bad tight ends, um, like guys you have never heard of, like Ryan Griffin, then they've been a little bit better. But when they face good tight ends, week one, Darren Wall, or uh, I keep confusing Darren Waller with Delaney Walker, but Delaney Walker, five catches, 55 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then pretty much when they just play decent tight ends, not named Ryan Griffin from the Jets, they have done poorly. I, I can't think of the other guy right now. I have it on the Monday Night Football sheet, uh, but it was Darren or Delaney Walker um, having a good game week one. 
And then it was, oh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had like four catches, 30-something yards, uh, and a touchdown against him. So decent performances. Now, with the, Will Disley is actually being featured in this this team. But for $100 more, I like Cooper. I like the offense. I like the matchup a little bit better for him. Another guy that I want to talk about, though, two guys, I guess, again, um, Chris Herndon's coming off suspension uh, for week six. So Chris Herndon, if indeed Sam Donald's back, I mean, all the weapons are back in play. Robbie Anderson, Crowder in the slot. Chris Herndon going to play his first game against Dallas, who has been eh, meh, wishy-washy against tight ends, kind of middle of the pack. Um, yeah, I do like this for Chris Herndon at 3,500. Maybe more of a tournament play, see how he is. But he's not coming off an injury. He's coming off a suspension. He played in the preseason. He's in shape. Um, so that's an interesting spot because he's very, very cheap. Maybe not for cash. Gerald Everett with Brandon Cooks battling a concussion. We saw Gerald Everett just go absolutely nuclear. Um, two straight games with eight-plus targets. He had seven for 11 and 136. Just went nuclear, right? Uh, was lining up a lot like a wide receiver. Looks so, so good out there. He looks like a wide receiver. Uh, he should just convert from a tight end to a wide receiver. Let Tyler Higby play tight end more so. So 3,600 for Everett is interesting too. So if we have to get off of Hooper to get to better wide receivers because we only have 5,500 to spend now, I'm fine getting to Everett. I'm fine even uh, maybe risking it a little bit and getting to uh, Herndon. But let's get back to wide receiver. Um, Amari Cooper against the Jets, fantastic matchup for Cooper, who just careered it with what two twenty six. Yeah, two twenty six and a touchdown. He he made my Packers look a little bit bad out there in the secondary. I mean, in general, their secondary broke down a little bit. Dak looked great. Dak's three interceptions. Only one was his fault. One was deflected off of Amari Cooper, intercepted by Jair. The other one was just Kevin King all over. I think it was Gallup. It should have been a penalty for sure. And then Gallup's just like getting destroyed and Kevin King just catches the ball because Gallup can't even turn around. Um, but Amari Cooper looks good. I wonder what Gallup's price tag is actually now that I think about that. That's a good matchup. Adam Thielen against the Eagle or against Eagles, right? We don't have to try and stack with Kirk, his quarterback, but it's it's no saying this is a fantastic spot. How does the guy's price tag not come up? How does it not come up after he goes off? And, and now it seems like they're going to throw a little bit more maybe. And now you have one of the softest, if not the softest matchups in the league. That's concerning or confusing. Tyler Boyd coming out of the slot against Baltimore. Baltimore continues to struggle against slot wide receivers. We saw Juju this past week um, end up scoring a touchdown on a crossing route out of the slot. So Tyler Boyd coming off just another huge game. This guy's floor is really, really good, especially for cash. 6,300. I like that. Larry Fitz against Atlanta coming out of the slot. Doesn't get in the end zone this past week. Um, Had one call that was maybe a little bit wishy-washy in terms of being a pass interference. Took a reception away from him, but you like the floor you see there interesting okay Diggs at 5900 the guy who doesn't have a big week last week but had one catch for 20 yards called back makes his seven fantasy point day uh, look a little bit different when you have a 10 10 and a half fantasy point day right double digits uh, seems a little bit safer for cash 5900 is okay um Gallup's only 56 so Gallup on the road against the Jets again suspect secondary if Sam Donald is back maybe you get some more passing work Gallup when he's out there has been dynamic led the team in targets tied with Amari Cooper for 14 he's cheap he's too cheap let's put him in there at 5600 um now we have 5450 is there like a cheap wide receiver that we can go to with confidence uh and then from there maybe get up it seems like you you go three you go four wide receivers this week at least in cash so far like um I mean I'm really liking Boyd I I want to get to Adam Thielen or or um one of these guys up here Tyler Lockett somebody these guys are really good so let's see is there a cheap wide receiver we can fit in that we feel confident about though that's the big thing right uh, Preston Williams is still too cheap. He's going to get Washington, who's been terrible. Preston Williams has led this team in targets, I believe, for three straight weeks. That's good coming out of a buy. I kind of like that at 4000 Anything cheaper? Wow. Oh, my God. These guys are down here? Okay. So I'm a little shocked. If you're listening, you can't see this on the audio thing. You have Robbie Anderson and Crowder both at 4K. I don't want... This is the issue. I don't want too much of this game and team. Like, I already have Michael Gallup. I already have Le'Veon Bell. Um, but if, if Sam Darnold is, is back in this game... Like Crowder at $4,000 is a good cash play. I mean, we know what he did week one. We know what he was doing week two until Darnold, um, some stuff came out about him. So, wow, that, that's, that's an intriguing price point. Just do I want that many Jets in cash? It would only be two, but then you're getting three from the whole game. Um, and it's a little bit concerning. 
Interesting. Crowder seems interesting because then we get what? We get 6,900. Nice to do whatever we want with our last spot if we put Crowder in there. You can get to Odell, who's going to be cheap against Seattle, although a tough matchup against Griffin on the outside. We can get to heavy workload for Net or Adam Thielen at the same price tag. That's a tough spot to kind of choose between, but I probably get to Thielen there. Man, that's an interesting spot. What happens if we go to Diggs? What happens if we get to Diggs instead of Thielen, who's in a good spot? We get 5000 left to spend for flex, and that 5000 leaves us in a range that I don't really like at all. Yeah, nothing down here. Sanders maybe against Tennessee, but meh, not really that great. Okay, so we're not going to go there. We're, we're either going to go really cheap. Um, Preston, so it's, it's pretty much for me between $4,100 Preston Williams, who seems to be the clear number one receiver on that team. Um coming off a bye against just a Washington team that's going to have a new coach. Maybe they play up a little, so you can see it from that perspective. Uh, Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson are going to come in questionable to this week, but Williams on the outside still by far the favorite target, in my opinion, with Josh Rosen out there. So 4,100 seems to be more of a big play upside guy, but also has a floor due to targets. But man, Crowder, I think I'm going to go Preston Williams. I, I think I have a bias with Preston Williams. I just love this guy from the preseason. Um, but 6,800 now to spend. I usually like to get to running backs who have a lot of volume. So Fournette makes sense here. But when he's the same exact price tag and Odell at only 68 is just so, so cheap. But when he's the same price tag as Thielen in this matchup, boy, that's hard to kind of ignore. So pretty much saying, what do I like here? Thielen or or Fournette? I mean, Thielen's matchup is much better. Fournette's probably going to touch the ball 20. If I have to like project this just quick hit fly right now, I would say at home against the Saints team, even in a tough matchup, you're probably going to see two and a half to three receptions for him you're probably gonna see 20 touches on the ground so like 23 to 24 touches for Fournette projection in this game compared to Adam Thielen who's like reception um is projection is gonna be like six and a half maybe seven so this is tough so really a, a toss-up here it's early in the week so just to get this video done um and I don't know what the time slots are so I know I have to plug people in later there's what fourth wow fourth four o'clock games that's crazy after having two this past week so we have the Jets, so I'll put Bell if I go here with this, though. So I guess let's do wow, Thielen or Fournette's a tough decision at that same price point if you're playing just getting lineups in it. I think in tournaments I would get exposure to both. Saints defense, obviously, on the ground has looked really, really tough. Uh, let's go Thielen here for now, right? Let's go with Thielen here for now. Um, I would put Gallup into the flex since he's the last play um, of the week. So I think I like this. Uh, I I like this for right now. We talked through it a little bit, maybe a longer video, but that's fine. We get Cousins out as our quarterback. So this is a first look. Obviously, I'm probably not going to play this lineup, but Cousins, and if you win the million with this one, let me know. Uh, Hit me up, right? Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Cousins uh, at the quarterback, David Johnson at running back, Le'Veon Bell at running back, Cooper, Thielen, and Preston Williams at wide receiver, Hooper at tight end, and then Gallup at flex with the Jags defense at home. Um, In a tournament, you would get some Jags defense correlation with Fournette if we went there, actually, but interesting lineup i think to say the least for the people who are reaching out saying sal why don't you give us your final lineup on saturday this i do for fun man i do it because it gives me a process lets you see it live how i'm looking at the salaries for the first time i mean where my brain's going but um i'm not giving you my sunday lineup what, what the hell is that talk right who who does that benefit not you you didn't do anything you didn't learn anything you're just a smooch um and who does that benefit for me the thousands of people watching this now running the same lineup potentially against me in head-to-heads that's terrible. All right. So thank you for tuning in. My name's Sal. Follow me on Twitter at DFS. If you're listening on the audio version, if you can hit the five stars just real quickly after this, write a review. You'll be entered into a giveaway for uh, three fantasy draft tickets for their main event, usually a $25 or $28 value. If you're watching on the YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Uh, follow me on Twitter. And if you're watching on YouTube, go review the podcast. I appreciate it. So thank you for tuning in. Check out the description, some free stuff, uh, strategy guides, my Patreon links down there, some merch for the site. 
My name's Sal. You already know that. I'll be back later in the week with more content. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.